Do you think all gay people are bad? <laughs> so, uh, doing a podcast today um, with some of the biggest YouTubers in the history of YouTube. Uh, Marcus and Lucas, uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm here in their uh, mansion estate in beautiful Maryland. Um, man, they got they created over 32 million subscribers. They're 24 years old, and um, it's just a great honor to be able to do this collaboration. Really, thank you. Thanks. We're excited. Yeah, this is like our first like podcast, so we're excited. Nice, man. So. I mean, I think like the first thing I'm really curious about that I think a lot of people would be curious is um, how come you live in like this like Batman estate so away from Los Angeles and New York? Go well, outside. It's, it's a lot cheaper, obviously. Um, I feel like, I don't know, we have our family here, so we're more creative. Yeah, we're only like 40 minutes away from our parents. So we actually grew up here. So this is our hometown. Um, I would like to stay away from like the neg negativity and bad influence in the big states like LA, places like that. Where do you guys go shopping? Like here, like for groceries? Just giant Target. Giant Places Target. like that, yeah. Where normal people go. Yeah. Where? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, you know? So there's not like a grocery store for like, you know, big YouTubers. Not, not that we know of. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool do people get tripped out when they see you at like a giant grocery store yeah they do yeah they're like you know like they didn't expect that right yeah nah. especially in a small hometown yeah it's random yeah do people locally know you you film out of here a lot of people yeah yeah i feel like some people also think like oh like what are you doing here i thought you lived in la like they wouldn't expect us to live here here do they have the thing where you can do like the odd you know you go somewhere then there's just like tipping it. Like you buy like toilet paper and then they ask, do you want to tip 15%, 20%, 50%? Did they do that here? No, nah, not for toilet paper. No? Oh, sure. Yeah, we have like, what, like Starbucks or? Just or... restaurants, yeah. Not like grocery stores. Are you talking about like on a keypad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do they do that? Only at Starbucks here. Yeah. No. Cause I went to Whole Foods recently and I ordered an acai bowl and it was about $15, which I thought it was too much already. And then the cashier turned the computer screen around <laughs> and uh, she said, do I want a tip? I thought this particular lady had a nice set of perky tits. So I tipped her what I thought was the high, highest amount, which is 20%. Um, then I got the receipt and I saw the receipt and it said that I. I realized I accidentally tipped her 50%. Then I said, uh, you know, hey, bitch, why is there an option for a 50% tip? And she said, looked at, looked at me and said, it's for the people who want to be nice. So at that point, I dropped my pants and I said, well, I hope you know how to suck some mean cop. 
<laughs> because I want my money's worth. <laughs> I was arrested and tased. But I was proud of myself because I stood up for what I believed in. That's actually Alpha King rule number 722, which states, if you're going to pay the highest price possible, get the best experience possible. So how much, how much was your bowl a total? $30 or About $22 for a little bowl. It was crazy. And they didn't even give that much. You go to Joe and Juice, bro, they give you like this much. Yeah. Now imagine someone that's not a high income earner. That's only making like $50,000 a year. How, how are they taking their kids and wife and girlfriend out, man? Yeah. That is getting expensive to live there. You know? So I'm going to ask you, so like, what's one thing that a lot of, like, now that you two have dominated, you know, you get over a billion, two billion views, literally billions, literally billions, which is crazy. Like now, uh, what's the next step for Marcus and Lucas? Uh, obviously, just keep going. I'm, uh, I would say we keep uh, making the best content we can for now. Staying as happy as we can, just living life, enjoying what we accomplish. You know, it's crazy. You two are half Romanian. Yeah. And you have over 32 million subscribers on YouTube. You're literally, you two are literally like the most famous Romanians in the world with over 32 million subscribers on YouTube. And now there's also Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate. That are in Romania. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like you four have put in Romania, like in this map. Then your mother's an Olympic athlete. How, do, do you two go to Romania? No, we haven't been before, but we do want to visit. We want to go soon. Was your mother from like Bucharest? Bucharest, yeah. Wow. Do you speak Romanian? Yeah. And you speak the, your father's Iranian? You speak. We don't speak much for us, you know. That must be trippy though, huh? Like, like, like these four social, like the four most famous people from Romania are like all social media. And their brothers too. And their brothers. Yeah. Dobre brothers and the Tate brothers. That's sort of trippy, huh? Yeah. People tell you that all the time? No. Nah. <laughs> no. No, they don't. No. I think it would be pretty cool if there was a Dobre brothers and Tate brothers collaboration in Romania. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we've talked to Tristan like on DMs here and there, but that'd be cool to actually like get it done. Let me ask you, so right now, um, how do you feel about where America's going? Do you guys, what do you guys think? Like in general, like do you think America's going in the right direction, wrong direction? I would say, I don't know, it's a crazy time. It's definitely a crazy time. We're not looking too good right now. <laughs> nah, <laughs> not, too good. Not, not with these interest rates and inflation. Nah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Would you guys ever go to like Texas or Florida to save money on taxes? Potentially, yeah. Wow. It was just crazy. I've seen like posts where like, I think it was like 80 or 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Like even if they make over 100,000 a year, which is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But you guys are probably miss your family here. Friends, sort of like priceless, right? Yeah. 
you know, it's interesting for me, I have a home in Germany and I live here, uh, but this is probably going to be my last year as an American tax resident. Um, just because my daughter is so happy in Germany, the tax rate is comparable to New York City. And I'm, I'm just sort of at a point where I'm like, I don't want to pay the high taxes of Germany, but my daughter is so happy there that I want to spend a little more than six months a year there. Cause you know, basically wherever you spend six months in one day, that's your tax domicile, 183 day rule. So I've been sort of avoiding spending over six months in Germany because I don't want my, because of the taxes, Florida, I pay less taxes. Um, but I think that there is a point where you're going to miss being around, especially once you have kids, like your kids are going to, your parents and kids will be so happy together that, that unless they physically move, it's like, no matter how much money you save on taxes, you're missing those moments. No, it's true. It's a give and, give and take, I feel like. You guys have Uber out here? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like the Batman estate, bro. Like, it's like straight up like the Batman estate. You got mountains. Like, it's like, it's like got a backyard where you can literally see the mountains, you know? Uh, no, nah, but speaking of gay people, man, uh, do you think all gay people are bad? Are they bad? No. Yeah, because you know, I don't either, because I, I actually once had a Uber driver and I found out that uh, he was actually gay. And then we actually got pulled over and the cop, I guess he didn't want to catch the disease. Um, he let us go. And it was at that point that I realized, you know, not all gay people are bad. Wait, what is he that you're talking about? <laughs> it was just the Uber drop. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, so, so we were talking about, um, oh yeah, so one of, one of you got married and one of you is single. Is that right? Uh, we're well, getting married. Yeah, I'm still, uh, she's my fiance, not married yet fully. Wow, man. Same, you've been with the same person for, for years, right? You have. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy, man. Like out of that whole like red pill space, um, like in general, like among men, uh, it, there's like this myth that if you're actually good to your wife or your girlfriend, you're like some silly boy, you're weak, you're feminine. I think there are a lot of great guys that are masculine and tough and they're not feminine and they honor their wives and their girlfriends. You know, like I've been with the same woman since my, my, my late thirties. I've only been with one woman since my late thirties and now I'm 43. Why would I want to cheat? I love her. That's my wife. Her father-in-law, my father-in-law is like a second dad to me. My mother-in-law is like a second mom to me. And these are the grandparents of my daughter. I think it's just crazy, you know. Um, I think a lot of these, I, I would like to know what you two think of the popularity of the red pill space among young men. Like, like what do you think when you see how young men are gravitating towards how they talk about 
women or just in general? Like, what do you think among other men that are in their young 20s? Like, are you talking about like, like you can be masculine and have a soft heart? Is, it, is that what you're talking about? Or? Yeah, yeah like, like when you see so many young men that are like bitter online towards women. Yeah, I feel like they just do that for show. I feel like they're not really like that. <laughs> right? Yeah, nah. It's like the minute they get a girl, they're soft. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point, bro. No, that's a good point. Well, that's a good point. Wait, well, I would be soft, though. Like, yeah, like, because, like, the moment. Because you know how, like, some guys talk really brave and tough about women, and in the minute a woman they like, is with them, then they get real soft. And they're like, so <laughs> you don't gotta get soft, but like, I don't know, it's just, what do you think? I don't know, I don't know. Speaking of like, I don't know, like everyone lives a different life. You said about the red pill, like everyone lives a different life. So like, just because in life is like that, doesn't mean that like, you know, you, you have to act the same, or like, it's, it's not gonna be the same for you. You know what I mean? Right. Does that lifestyle of being like a ladies man, being a playboy, did that stuff just like, now that you're like, you know, YouTube superstars, did that, lifestyle just never really appealed to you two? Hey, what do you mean like playboy? Like, like being with a bunch of women, like, are you, do you guys just like the idea of just being with one woman, even though you have everything basically at your disposal? Yeah, yeah. Brings you more happiness? I, I have my, uh, my fair share. Um, I have a girlfriend as well now, but I, I, I had fun. Now, now you're happier just with one woman? Yeah compared to just being with a bunch. Yeah. How long how, have you been with your fiance? Uh, eight years. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since high school? Yeah. Wow, you met in high school? Yeah. Oh, so she knew you before you even did social media? Yeah. Dang, that's day one, man. Yeah. That's day one, like, that's day one, man. You know, I met my wife and when she met me, I was staying at an Airbnb and I was backpacking. She had no idea I was in private equity. And I just like to travel very modestly. And uh, I was renting a tiny bedroom in a home in Spain, on an island in Spain. And I met her and her friend. And what attracted me immediately was that she liked me without knowing if I had any success. And uh, I always felt more comfortable with her because of that initial it's so much easier when they don't know you have success. Because yeah. if they know you have success, then it's like, it's almost like, and it's, it's tougher, man. It's tougher, you know, because I already had success at that point. So I hit it to attract the right one. And, and it, was, it, was, it was one of the best decisions of my life. You know, it really was, because a woman that's with you when you have none of those things, you can lose it all. She's still there because she likes you when you didn't, you know? Uh, what advice would you give young men if they want to get a girlfriend? Hey, um, to get a girlfriend or what? Yeah. Hey, I was saying before getting a girlfriend, maybe like focus on yourself first, but uh, like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say like focus on getting a girlfriend if you're a young man right now. Just focus on yourself, like building your empire first. And a woman will always come. 
when you guys talk about building an empire and you talked about inflation, uh, you, you two watch like business news and economic news? Not much, no, nah, but we know what's going on. But we don't watch like CNBC and stuff like that. Don't watch much. But, but inflation is getting crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very important for young children uh, actually to learn about inflation. In New York City during the hot summers, I actually uh, I used to sell lemonade as a kid. And there was one hot summer day, I couldn't sell anything despite it being hot. This one guy came over and he said, I wanna get a cup of lemonade. And I said, it's 50 cents. And he said, well, I could just get the water for free at my sink. He walked off. And that was when I had the idea that I would find the neighborhood water system line and I would uh, poop in it. <laughs> and, then, and then I, it actually, no, but really it disrupted the water system of every home uh, within five miles. Then before you know it, I had the entire neighborhood in line to get my lemonade. Then that guy from earlier came over to me and had the nerve to ask me for a cup of lemonade. I said, it's $50. And he said to me, that's ridiculous. Scoffed. I said, okay, well, why don't you go back home and drink that poop water from your sink or have my fresh cup of lemonade? And that's actually Alpha King rule number uh, 723, which states that when demand rises, so does the price. Did you get caught uh, pooping in the sink? No. <laughs> <laughs> I never did. They blamed it on one of my neighbors, you know. They blamed it on one of my neighbors, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was, I was, a, I tried to be creative when I was a kid. I would knock on doors too. I would, I would ask people, could I wash their cars? Some people just know how to make money. I really admire the people that are able to be healthy. Like when I see young guys that are like doing big things, I look at them and I'm like, I'm always jealous of the guys that are also sensible to take care of their health and start families earlier. Those are the two things I, I I wish I would have been able to do earlier, take care of my health earlier and start a family earlier. Because the more you're a bachelor, longer, like I was working as a club promoter in New York until my mid thirties. And I had a lot of fun working with fashion models and such. But now my daughter is about, she's turning one years old this month, but I just turned 43. So like when she's 24, I'm 67. And let's say she has a kid at 30. At that point, I'm 73 years old. You know, so I really am into this like longevity now taking care of myself because I want to be around with my, I want to see my grandkids. That's the price I pay now for living crazy in my 20s and 30s. You know, there's a trade-off. Like you start your family later. Okay, enjoy the, enjoy the 20s and 30s for what it is. But once you have your first kid, it's, it's so surreal, the level of happiness 
That's the closest I ever actually, all jokes aside, felt to God. Um, and it, you fall in love with your woman. I remember being in the hospital bed with my wife and my daughter at the hospital. It took the intensity of love between my wife and I as if we never fell in love before. But we have, and it doubled the love. And then we, had a, we have a daughter that we created with love, with love, made love to my wife. And we have, it wasn't someone I don't care about, someone I die for. And, and, and then we created a daughter. And when I see my daughter's beautiful nose, it's my wife, you know? And, uh, and you know, it, I, I, I regret that I didn't start a family in my 20s, man. Because no matter how much money I have, I can't go back. I can't buy years. I can buy a lot of things. I can't buy my grandma coming back. She died over a year ago. She was like a mother to me. I can never buy that. I can't buy the last several years of my dad's life. You know, you two make a high income. What do you, what, what do you value that you can't buy with money the most? Probably relationships, family, the most. Health, I would say health is a big one. You can't buy, can't buy health. Yeah. It's scary if, if your parents get sick, you know? It's scary, yeah. scary if your mother gets sick. It's scary if your child gets sick. You'll understand how your father loves you when you become a father. Like, I never, yeah. un it's deep, man. Like, I never understood how my dad loved me until I became a dad. And when you see your kids sick, it's like next level beyond you getting sick. Like it's, it's, it's like a surreal experience within itself, seeing your own kids sick. So imagine when you get sick, how you'll understand how your mom and dad feel when they watch you get sick, even at the smallest thing. It's like, it's like the, it's like, whoa, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like if your mom knows you're sick, your dad knows you're sick, I guarantee you as scared as you are to go to the hospital the next day, they're thinking about it 10x what you are. It's, I understood, this is an experience I've had myself. Um, do you two want kids? Yeah, eventually, yeah. Yeah? That's cool, you two are gonna be uncles to your kids. Yeah. I think you two are gonna be great at being uncles, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, really, man. So when you see what's happening uh, out of YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, which one's your favorite platform out of all of them to create content? Do you have? We, we like them all. I don't think there's a yeah, favorite one. Yeah, I feel like they all work in like different ways. Yeah. And you two did like a 18 city tour, right? Once you did like 15 city tour. I think we did two tours. Yeah. Two tours back to back. I think. Yeah. Right? And then, and then, what was the capacity? Uh, some were like what 700 to like 2500. Wow. Yeah. You did an, you did an event with 2,500? Yeah. Dang. I'm doing my first event in New York in November with 350 and I'm scared. But man, you guys did 
2,500, bro. Yeah. And then, and then were you scared to do that one? Yeah, at one point, yeah. At first, yeah, it's like nerve-wracking, but you get used to it. So it's a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Nice, man. And then what city was that in? Uh, Texas, I believe. Texas? Like, I don't know if it was San Antonio or... What? It was, yeah. I think it was Houston or uh, San Antonio in the city, yeah. And then, and then what cities? Well, what what gave you guys the idea to be able to do a tour? Like, able to meet our fans. Cause you, you see a lot of comments saying, "Oh, and you guys see my life," and we like seeing that. So, and then when they see us in person and meet us, like it's like awesome seeing like their facial expression, like how happy they are to see us in person. Well, what was the best part about you doing a tour for you personally compared to doing YouTube? But it were just meeting the fans, honestly, our supporters. If you were to give advice to someone who wanted to create art, you have over 32 million subscribers just on one YouTube channel. What would you recommend to a young artist? Not necessarily social media, just art in general about how to you know, create art. What's helped you get your potential out? Your creativity in general, like any advice? I would say you have to enjoy the art. Uh, yeah, you just have to enjoy it. Uh, uh, enjoy it, have fun making it. Don't feel like you're like forced to do it. Yeah. Do you think that uh, like when you two create, do you even think about at this point how many views it'll get? Or is it just, you're just creating what you love and you put it out there, if they like it, they like it. We just created it because we love it. It's fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. You guys uh, you guys were basically yeah, discovered by Jake Paul. Is that accurate? You guys are doing YouTube videos and, and Jake Paul. Is that, is that about accurate? Or Jake Paul helped you guys a lot, right? He, was, he, he played an important role in your success on YouTube. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, it was awfully both. Um, when we started Vine, we had 1.8 million followers uh, before he discovered us. Well, after he discovered us, we have one point eight. Yeah, I would say we we did have like a following still, but he definitely like helped like push it up. Um, definitely yeah, it helped our career because then we moved up to LA and then we did like the Team Ten stuff, which was pretty cool. And then we came back home. Yeah. Do you think that uh, women should be able to vote? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I think women should be able to vote because if women weren't able to vote, uh, they would actually hate men more, which would make it, and that would mean more of them would become lesbians, right? Which would mean it would be a lot harder uh, for men to get blowjobs. So I actually think um, letting women vote would be in the best interest of men also. <laughs> and then how, how was your like uh, school experience like in high school or middle school? Like how was that like, like what, what were your favorite classes? Lunch. <laughs> 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 
we were good at math. Um, math was cool. But school was good. Did you even want to do YouTube in high school? Like, did you, in high school, did anyone think you two would wind up having 32 million subscribers on YouTube, literally bigger than like movie stars? Yeah, no, it's just, it just, I feel like it just happened so quick. It just happened so quick. We'll just keep going and going. Originally, we didn't, we didn't think we were going to be YouTubers. Like, we just danced for fun on Vine and Instagram. And then eventually, like, transitioned into YouTube. But we didn't think it would be this big, no. Yeah, that makes sense, man. And then, and then, so Vine was, so Vine is actually how you guys started. Yeah. And Vine, was Vine similar? I hear people say Vine was similar to like TikTok. Yeah, it was basically like the TikTok back then, I would say. A little different though. Like, do you still see the people from middle school and high school? So, um, sometimes they haven't got our hometown, yeah. When I was in eighth grade, I, uh, I loved middle school. I went to middle school with a, with, uh, a friend uh, that you guys know, my friend Herbert. And, uh, uh, you know, it's interesting, man. When I was in eighth grade, I was known as a ladies' man. Um, I had it, Riz, as the kids call it today. Um, and I used to hate doing homework. And I had a teacher, math teacher named Miss Cook, and she just constantly gave out homework. So one day after school, I went to her classroom, you know, desk, and I said, you know, hey, can you stop? giving us so much homework. And she was like, yeah, you got it. You know, cause I used my Riz. But I accidentally used too much Riz. Later that night, I went out on a date with Miss Cook. Turns out a few days later, Miss Cook uh, was arrested because it's against the law to go out with a 14 year old. But it all worked out because our new teacher didn't give us as much homework. And that's actually Alpha King rule number 724, which is circumstances are like teachers. It may start bad, but things can change. You know, sometimes you're in a situation, it looks bad. You don't think anything's going to work out. Then things happen, and everything turns out, right? Like, I thought I lost my keys. Turned out the keys were under the table, uh, <laughs> under the seat, you know? Right? Yeah. You ever had a situation where things look bad and then turns out everything works out right? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Does Jake Paul uh, talk to you guys about getting into boxing? Yeah. No, not really, no. Yeah. You, have you... you have you guys considered doing the boxing? Yeah, it would, it would, it would be cool really. uh, tag team, like a 2v2 match, it would be cool. We, fight like two other guys? Yeah. Like brothers? Are there other creators that would, you think, you have in mind? Nah, not really, honestly, nah. We, we were supposed to fight the Island Boys. Yeah? Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> it never, it never oh. felt good, yeah. Wow, Dobre Brothers versus Island Boys. We never, it never really felt through like that, but. They got scared? I don't know. 
I mean, not for nothing. I mean, you, you two literally have an Olympic athlete as a mother. So you have the genetics and you do, you do gymnastics. We used to uh, as kids, yeah. Yeah, so you actually have, you, you two actually have like that athletic gene. Like I would imagine with like six months of training, when you're training, you two would probably have like a natural ability for it. Yeah. Uh, this has been an incredible honor. Uh, I did, did this with Marcus and Lucas. Uh, they're all over YouTube and social media. Um, you can check out their um, uh, page right here. And um, yeah, I mean, these, these kids are just getting started. They're 24 years old and they got the world uh, in their hands. So is there any final words you'd like to say? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. All right.